0: Alright, welcome back to another edition of the State Hornets Sports Spotlight Podcast. I'm Jordan Lattimore and I'm joined as always by my brother Gary Singh. How you doing this evening, Gary?
1: What's up? What's happening? What's good with Jordan Lattimore himself?
0: I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. I'm super excited for today's guest. We got none other than Brandon Davis, the the new, the new newly grad uh, from Sac State, the former Sac State Hornet basketball guard, and the, uh, the newly drafted uh, Sac State guard, how you doing this evening, Brandon?
2: Good, I'm good. How to be here.
0: Right off the bat, before we kind of get into um, you know you getting drafted overseas to the Puerto Rican league, uh, I was kind of wanted to talk about your experience at Sac State. Now that you're now that you're like officially leaving, um, can you just talk about your experience with the school and with the team and just as how everything went for you?
2: You know, it went well coming out of Santa Barbara transfer. It was a good situation. Um, had a the staff that believed in me. And I was blessed with it. three years, a great teammates, and you know, brothers to life. I made a lot of good bonds, with, you know, those three years. School has been good there too. Uh, great teachers, you know, never had public professors. It was, it was a good time.
1: That's good uh, to hear. That's good to hear. I didn't even before I even got the next question. I didn't even know you went to Santa Barbara. So like, uh, uh, like, where are you from first? Florida. Florida. Okay, so yeah. you have an East Coast guy to the West Florida. Coast. How's that, you know, transition been? And then also like. How was your experience at Santa Barbara to compare to Sac State? Because I know, like, living there probably a little better, but, you know, maybe, like, <laughs> basketball-wise, it might be a little different. Like, let us know, the like, difference, you know, all those transitions you made real quick.
2: Um, I moved from Florida when I was younger, and then I was be in California high school out here. And then I went to Santa Barbara. I actually uh, committed there to a coach, and he ended up getting fired. So, you know, that's why I ended up leaving um, Santa Barbara. Um... No, because it couldn't transition from um, high school to college. It was, it was a smooth but I was excited to be there. I actually played with um, Christian Terrell, who actually ended up transferring to Sac State as well. He played me at Santa Barbara for a year. Went over to uh, Sac State. Transition went well, too. I mean, it was a pretty quick process after putting my name out in the in the portal. Got picked up by Sac State and, you know, got, got started on working over there.
1: Sac native Christian Turell, that's cool to hear. Uh, so the question, the first question I really had was, uh, how much you know respect did you earn in this locker room? You know, coming from you come from like multiple different programs, you know, come from different areas. You know, how did you really establish yourself here at Sacramento and on, on the program? Because we all know you're a big part of this program.
2: Um, I think my first year, my red shirt year, is really where I had gained that traction, not only with the um, you know coaches, but also my teammates. Um, you know, it's hard being a a transfer coming into a, a program that had their guys growing up and seniors they've been with, and then a new guy who's supposed to, you know, come in and started starting off ripped, you know, it was like a kind of protecting home base. But I felt that at first, but after a while, you know, they really opened up and welcomed me with open arms. So I feel like just practicing, uh, you know, giving them you know, all I got during my retro year when I knew I was going to play what, you know, I earned the
0: respect, and you know, just always being in the gym, working. So, uh, Brandon, kind of touching more so on specifically this past season. Um, you know, dealing with all this COVID stuff, and then you coming off your injury, and then just the team having to have several different, you know, lineup adjustments and scheduling changes, and all the just trials and tribulations you guys face, like a lot of other, you know, programs at Sac State athletically. Um, could you just like touch on, uh, you know, this past season? and uh, how you guys kind of overcame all the all the different struggles and all the different things that um, kind of came your way?
2: Yeah, no, this, this, this year was a, was a rough one. We, um, you know, ha- having our tournament shut down, we had a good chance to win it last year. Having to drive back, what, 12 hours from Idaho, it hurt. But um, I think that kind of motivated us. Um motivated this next group, and we got, you know, we started off on a, on the blacktop, before we can even get into our gym, we're just working out in the summer in the heat, you know. So I feel like those mm-hmm. times, and you know that that um, sweat equity that we built as a team, have helped us to stay focused throughout the season. Like you know, you we you know we've been doing this since what at July, trying to you know work towards the you know we're working towards. So the shutdowns we had, uh, two of them I believe, and those got to be in your house you know we're doing zoom workouts so it's a whole it was a whole different um atmosphere no no fans it was a different game so you really have to be locked in especially when you're in the league playing back to back uh the same team so you know it was a lot of different you not know, struggles the challenges you had to um face this year you know not only the shutdown but the game scheduling injuries um me myself like you, you said i had an injury and that was that kind of sucked because it was the first games, and I was like, damn, I'm ready to play. And then that happened like week before. So, um, but you know, the transition back was pretty smooth. I just had to get my rhythm back, which I felt like took took a little longer than it should have.
1: Another follow up on that too, like I keep mentioning to athletes too, cause it's like it hasn't been like a hundred years since like the pandemic has really happened. So like you know, you guys are for sure about to be in his- history forever in any which way. So like you know, as you know too, like. Players and, like, athletes in general are, like, creatures of habit and nature, you know? So, like, how, like, you know, you also being a vet. Like, what's the biggest thing that's going to stand out in this COVID year being an athlete? Will it be, like, you know, the 7 a.m., whatever it was, COVID-19 checks? Was it, you know, like you said, blacktop practices? Like, what's the biggest thing you're going to remember to tell your kids one day about this year?
2: I'll say I'll probably tell them the uncertainty of it all and, and um, to not take it for granted, you know, your opportunities to hoop, your opportunities to practice, um, hang out with the team when you can, masked up. So it's probably, you know, the uncertainty, not having fans. I'll uh, probably mention, but I think the main thing was uncertainty. Showing up to a game, flying, getting ready, and then you know you get a call, can't play. So that's probably the biggest thing I tell my kids about this year.
1: Got you, got you, got you. So you entered the BSN draft. You know, you take a, You mind taking us through the decision of that and, like, what's the process and how did you get your name into that draft? Like, I'll be honest with you, I didn't hear what the BSN draft until I heard you, until I did a lot of research on it. So, like, you mind explaining that to me? Like, how did you get your name in that? What is it? And, like, how the whole process was?
2: Um, uh, it, was a, it was a good, smooth process. Um, I you know I was entered uh, the transfer portal to the Sac State this year. So, um I was actually, you know, deciding between to, to college, just going pro. I had two extra years in college basketball, so it was a pretty big decision to make. Um, but I felt like it was the right one. Like trying to get going and making money on this and, you know, people had dreams of doing it, you know, play professional basketball. But um the process of actually, you know, entering the V S N you need to – it's the same thing of the NBA draft. You enter your name, you know. Um they, they do usually have they have workouts but this year obviously COVID they didn't. So um so to your name just like regular draft they you know, the GMs do their scouting and do their research on players and then um, wait until draft day and you know watch on TV hope your name is both.
0: Yeah, and, and touching back on um just your all your decisions that went into um, you know, you entering your name to the draft um, given like all the um, former Hornets that we kind of seen, you know, propel themselves in the uh, G League, you know, the Cody Dempses of the world um, and all the other you know, former uh, Hornets. Um, can you just touch on why maybe you, you decided to specifically go this route and go this league as opposed to maybe alternative, um, you know, pro uh, level leagues, maybe in other countries, maybe in other places, maybe even domestically in the, in, uh, the G League? Um, what stood out to you um, about the BSN League? Because um, I do know you, you also have maybe have some family roots over there, too. Can you just kind of speak to maybe what specifically um, attracted you toward going to that, that route?
2: So before high school, I actually left high school early and missed my prom and graduation because I went over to Puerto Rico to live there and play for the Puerto Rican National team. So I actually was, you know, quite, I, mean, I was already rooted over there. And then, um, you know, I've been to a couple of the games while I was out there. And, you know, the atmosphere, I loved it. And the country, I loved it. The people, I loved it. Um, beautiful island. Beautiful island. All, you both need to go sometime in your life. Um, but, you know, G League, G League, yeah. G League is for sure, was for sure, you know, in consideration. But that probably wouldn't have been something I did until I probably used up my college um, my college eligibility, um, I can, you know, G League's always still an option, but this, this Puerto Rico, I felt like was a good, you know, first step, you know, with, um, with the roots I have there already, and the familiarity I have, so to get my resume built up there and, you know, move elsewhere, and, you know, G League, you know, NBA, wherever it might be, overseas in different, different other countries, so
1: yeah brandon like two things that stood out right there which you mentioned making money which you know what congratulations to you bro like for all for you know you get to make money in your dream that i bet you've been having since a little kid you know many kids you see one guy's probably here who had the same dream as you did but you actually made it happen in the athletic world so you know congrats to you on that and like you know just you just being a simple pro at that you know you get to be a pro finally so like exactly blessed so like how does that feel to be officially a pro, man? We calling you out here a pro now. You get to make money off these games. You know, you get to provide for your family. How does that feel, man? Talk to us. Let the audience know how does that really feel.
2: You no, know, I did that. I'm not gonna lie. That's good. It took me a little minute to, to really hit me and realize, you know, what was going on, but it, it really is a great feeling. I think it'll really hit me more when I actually get out there and you know start competing with these you know grown men who got famous to in their life to they to, to maintain. It. So. I think I'll, I'll really, um, will really hit me then. But it, it's already a great feeling, you know, to be able to say,
0: you know, professional basketball player. That I don't know what the percentage is, but not many people can say that. So Brandon, just talking basketball wise, I mean, how, be honest, bro, how how ready do you feel like you're ready to go over there and play? I mean, you talk about playing against these grown grown dudes, you know what I mean? Um, can you just like touch on like how how prepared do you really feel like you are to go pro right now and um and really uh, show what you can what you can do on the court?
2: Honestly, I feel like they feel extremely ready. Like, <clears throat> I feel like um, the team, like I mentioned earlier, the team I was drafted to was like the right fit for me. I already have connection with the coach, called me right after, and I just felt like it's going to be a good situation. And, you know, in terms of basketball, I, you know, I'm working my ass off right now. Just want to get ready before I leave. So, I mean, I feel like I could go on
1: that team and make an a immediate impact, which is what I, I plan and hope to do got you got you and you know you mind telling us like you know you kind of spoke on that a little bit but what are your connections to the team you got drafted to you know like you said yeah I think you uh, Brandon uh, Jordan mentioned I think you mentioned that too like you got family ties out there like how special is that and like you know what is that connection you know talk to us like what is that background you have connection to that team and stuff
2: um I don't have a certain connection to the team but I'll tell you this two about three weeks ago I had my, uh, not being a guy, but my, my grandfather died during the season before he played Houston Washington. And we moved up to Puerto Rico, because that's where he's from. And we buried him there. The city that drafted me, um, you know, is the city where we buried him. So that is just, in itself, you know, a blessing. And I think that's amazing. Um, and a far from coincidence. Um, so that, you know, that's already... You know, the and feeling I have there. And then, um, like I said, talking with the coach. He's an American coach, a former NBA assistant coach. Um, David Stockton is on my team, a couple other ex-NBA guys, Terrence Jones, um, and a lot of other great groupers. So I just feel like it's going to be a good situation, you know, with my, um, my roots there, my grandfather, and then the team I'm going to play for.
1: Sending blessings to you and your family, bro, about your grandpa. and But, like, hey, like, God works in mysterious ways, and it sounds like it's, like, the perfect situation for you, my man. Go ahead, Jordan.
0: Yeah, it definitely does. Uh, blessings out to you and your family. Um, touching on more so, again, on the team, I mean, that's what a situation to go into with uh with that kind of, you know, coaching staff and those kind of, you know, ex-NBA guys, a lot of talent. Um, can you just touch on – and talk about um, the outlook for the season. Um, last I saw last season on the uh, standings, that the team kind of finished at the bottom of the ladder. Um, in terms of the you know the comparison to the rest of the league, I mean, how how much you think you're going to impact winning over there, and and what is uh, your outlook honestly for the um, upcoming season, and how it may uh it may unfold for you guys.
2: Um. Hard to say right now, I'll tell you honestly, because I don't know man. teams in the league, and I don't really know our roster's living change. Trade had just actually traded, I mean, yesterday two guys got traded for one that joined our team, so um, I'm not sure what the league looks like, but I can tell you that I will, you know, impact in fact, we're not going to be, if you say we were last, I don't I, I don't, I didn't know that, but, if, you know, we were in the bottom, we're not going to be in the bottom next year, I'll tell you that for sure.
1: That's why we want to keep you at Sac State, man. We need that mentality here for next year, my man. Right, right. We want. You... <laughs> what was the, probably the biggest uh, thing you learned from you know the coaching catch? You know, Coach Catch is a great coach. We know, I know he got extended last year. You know, like he has a lot of re- great respect in the city and stuff like that. What is the biggest thing you learned from the program and him?
2: Um, just I feel like to be ready for anything, to always, you know, every day be prepared for something new, no matter what it, what it may be, um, and not make excuses about anything, you know, just at the end of the day, you got to perform, so I feel like I'm, I'm going to carry that over to the professional career, as you know how that goes, it's politics, it's all this, it's all that, so no matter what situation, you just got to make the most of it, you got to work and bring your a effort to maintain.
0: Yeah, that's... That's a that's a I mean, that's a championship culture to be a part of in that in that, um, you know, like that, that coach cats, you know, atmosphere, being ready for anything, um, you know, obviously to make this decision to leave with extra, you know, years, you know, of eligibility remaining on your um, NCAA eligibility, you know, it, that's that's a tough decision to make. Um, are you going to miss how, how how badly are you going to miss this program and miss being a part of Sac State and, uh, you know. What, what gives you comfort in knowing you made the right decision to go and, uh, and go overseas?
1: By that smile, he said, I'm happy to make money. I'm out. No, you're 100% right. What I'm going to miss is
2: my teammates for sure. My teammates, um, you know, those guys. Actually, I, I've had what, three great groups. Groups of guys I love being around. Um, so I'll miss that for sure. I'm going to miss just college basketball in general, you know, how fun that is. Having fans and, you know, people from your school, other schools, you know, going over there, handling the losses. It's, it's all a great experience. So I felt like in, you know, the longer I'm not going to regret, but I'm going to miss, you know, those two extra years of playing college basketball. But I think that,
1: you know, now becoming a pro, it's going to you know, be worth a lot. Got you, got you. See, but honestly, when I asked you about uh, what you, what part do you like the most, I thought you were going to mention some drill or something. Because I remember I asked Cody and Marcus, and I guess they used to make y'all do some drill before. He st- I guess he's still using the g Lee. I forgot that, what the drill's called, but it's like a shooting drill. And like It was like, you might not even know what I'm talking about. It's a Pacific shooting drill. I don't know exactly what it- no, I forgot the name, too, but I want to just be paused on that real quick. But, yeah, it was so funny. They both mentioned the same shooting drill. I'm like, this, should be a, this must be a shooting drill that helps you shoot like crazy or something. Because they both mentioned it. And I was like, all right, if he mentions it, bruh, then it's, it must be the drill. They need to make a video at like this or something. <laughs> no, it wasn't a drill. I'm That's
2: gonna funny.
1: There. Up, I'm going to remember for sure. <laughs> That's funny. But uh, so if you can tell yourself, you know, little Brandon back in the day, Taylor, what advice would you give him, you know? What would you tell him looking looking at yourself now? What would you tell yourself back in the day, you know? Would it be like, you know, keep pushing forward or something like that? You know, there's always opportunities. What would, what would you tell your young self or what would you also tell other young kids, you know, like NBA and, you know, that's just not the only option. There's other options here to get paid to play basketball. And you know what? It's all respect to all those programs. At the end of the day, you're a pro athlete. So, like, what would you tell your young self? What would you tell other young kids right now coming up?
2: Basketball-wise, I'll tell them, I'll tell them don't, don't go. Don't doubt. You know, just work, and it's, it's gonna, it's gonna fall through. And even if it's not, let's say basketball, something else is gonna open up for you. Just work. That's what, that's what I, always say.
1: What would you tell you? What would you tell your young self?
2: I tell myself the same thing I tell the other kids: don't doubt yourself, and just work. It's gonna work out. You know, being a, a player and playing all different teams, all different levels, it, it's you know, you get in your head, bad games, good games, all that. It's just to, you know, keep a balance and, and maintain the same, you know, level of work regardless of what, what's going out Because the result isn't, isn't what you're, you're aiming towards. the process is doing all these things.
0: And just kind of touching back on that also, I mean, you know, there's a lot of different routes and different ways to get paid playing basketball now. Even, you know, for guys that come from these mid-major programs, you don't have to go – you know, to the biggest programs, and then end up, you know, trying to become a lottery pick or a second-round pick in the NBA draft. You know, if the NBA has taught us anything, it's that the grinders, the guys that have gone through the trenches and gone through, you know, some of the the biggest slumps that you can go through in your, in a basketball career, are oftentimes are the guys who end up being on top and getting a lot of, you know, a lot of money. Um, so can you just talk about, you know, being a guy from a mid-major program and just, you know, grinding and and still finding a way to, um, you know, make your dream come true?
2: Yeah, man. <laughs> mid-majors is hard to get love. It is, because, you know, it's always fucking power five. And, it is. You
1: know, they, they get
2: all the ESPN games. Every game, no matter what, it'll be a blowout. But none of that honesty matters. It doesn't matter. And that's what I'll tell every mid-major player, a person trying to make decisions, and go, go somewhere where you feel like you've been strong and where, you know, the coaches also feel that way. Because basketball is basketball at the end of the day. You see, when it comes to March Madness, they call it madness. They think it's madness because, you know, mid-majors upset other teams, but it's really not like it's just hooper-hooper, pick-up gym, you know, open-run. It's just basketball at the end of the day.
1: Yep. You're preaching right there. I think, you know, we got to get more respect because I feel like, you, like you said, a lot of mid-major guys are actually making big impacts on all these different levels. So, you know, it can't always be the kid with, like, 100 k, million followers already at 13 right. coming out of high school, you know. Right. Sometimes those kids don't pan out all the time. So, exactly. Like, can you speak on that? How, what do you think? I actually want to ask you because you're a basketball player. That's actually a good question because, you know, bro, you're like, what, 22, 23, too, I'm assuming?
2: 22.
1: 22, yep, okay, I'm 23, so, like, literally, like, you know, as, like, when we was going up in high school, it sounds like we're talking like we old, old, but, like, when we were growing up in high school, like, you know, like, kids wasn't really blowing up, like, in high school, like, that. you know what I'm saying, like, people wouldn't, I don't know, I didn't always see that I many kids blowing up on Instagram, like, Zion had a million followers, like, bro, like, you see that now, like, what do you think about that, you think that's good or bad, like, what do you kind of think about that situation, like, I mean, I mean, it's good, like, in my opinion, I think it's good, because I guess they get shined, but then again, you know, like. I don't know. It's like a lot of different ways. Like you know, like those highlights get viral. They get become you know. But sometimes I feel like you say like some guys get overblown. You know, just off of one play. So like, uh, what's your like? What's your like? What's your like outlook on that whole situation? You think it's good or bad or like in between? There's positive and there's negatives.
2: <laughs> it's positive and negative, man. These kids are celebrities like real you know, high school kids on a high school basketball are celebrities. Like it's 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 crazy. But um, I think it's good because you know it's good in the terms of they get the exposure and they get the love, but when it goes to their head and they start thinking that, oh, I'm the lead because I got to check, you know, it's, that's when it starts getting, you know, like, it starts getting, you know, a little finicky. So, I think it's good because, you know, in terms of basketball culture, we see how much, it, you know, how, how the fans are even showing love to high school. There's, like, every level is, you know, so eighth graders, fifth graders, you know, all types of ages are you know, getting all this exposure. And I think it's good but but when um like players start getting to the head, like, oh I got this mixtape for that mixtape, I think that's when that's when it's not, you know, uh, positive. But the exposure of the young kids I think is good. Um, but it, like I said, it's basketball. The 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 followers and this and that doesn't
1: matter it really doesn't matter that's a good follow-up real quick i have real quick like i used to coach like you know, middle school basketball and stuff you know back in the day and like so like you know i couldn't even imagine one of my kids having like a million followers and like i don't know i just feel like it might stop their grind bro like literally i think like you know that like that like that grit grind to you know keep getting better every day like i already got a million followers i got a blue check i'm good like nah like you know there's a lot more levels to this as you know like what would you kind of preach to those kids do you know keep doing you're not obviously not one of those kids obviously because you know you're still trying to grind it out obviously to like get that like you know instagram famous crap but like in terms of like you know speak to you know like that that grit grind mentality to get where you're at you know there's different levels of ball and, like what would happen if you would have that would have been you what do you think you would have done you think you would have been got to your head or do you think you would have kept grinning and grind because you know don't you i feel like that might be a big part of you like you know like your grinding aspect of you
2: I don't, I don't think I would have allowed it to, honestly, because I don't, I'm not valuing my, you know, my, um, my work or my skills based on what people think is what I think of, it's like, someone can call me a great shooter, but if I don't feel like I'm shooting, you know, at a shooter, I'm not going to listen to that, like, this, you know, you can have your opinion, that's good, but I know what I'm trying to be and what I'm trying to get to, so, and I think for the kids, you know, that does have to make sense. They get the followers, and they think it's it's all sweet. Like they think the league is, it's easy. But it work. But I, what I'd say to them is, you know, if you keep doing what got him to that. That is. Cause C J. McCown said this, you know, or not? C J. McCown or Damian that one. I think it was that, you know, he was just talking about how. He, why would you stop doing what got him? To leave? Why would he stop? You know, his his, uh, his daily process and workout. And it's the same thing for the kids. Why would you stop doing what you got to that platform when that makes you feel good? You know, keep
1: it going and see how far you can take it. Yep, I heard that podcast too. <laughs> I know exactly yeah. what podcast you're talking about.
0: All right, Brandon. Okay, so five years from now, ten years from now, okay, you're trying to you're trying to you're trying to be a, a pro basketball player. You, are, you already are a pro basketball player, but obviously, you know you want to ascend to even greater heights. Five, ten years from now, where do
2: you see yourself?
0: And where do you want to be?
2: Um. I wanna be playing basketball for fun. I don't wanna be playing for money in ten years. I wanna um, I wanna grow my businesses and my entrepreneurship to where in ten years I don't need to work for nothing. I'll be playing basketball probably just 'cause I love the game, but I'll be doing it for fun. That's, that's what I that's what I see myself doing. I mean, you know, starting investing in what I'm investing in to, to grow the business that I wanna grow I and mean, have that, you know, work for me.
1: That sounds great to you, man. Good luck. And, you know, don't forget the guys right here he interviewed you, you know, way before you made it out, bro. <laughs> Already,
2: bro. Already.
0: Don't forget us. Don't forget us, Brandon. Never <laughs> that. Well, okay. Well, that just about wraps it up for us. Uh, I appreciate you coming on, Brandon. Uh, it was great talking to you, man. And good luck overseas. All right? I appreciate
2: y'all having me, man. Good talk.